Guys, thanks for listening to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I also want to thank the following sponsors for their support of this podcast. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. I want to thank the Go Hunt Insider, uh, Lorenzo Sartini and his crew over at Go Hunt. They have created the Insider, which is an amazing tool for you guys that are researching all these different western states and looking for which units to apply for and put in for. Uh, They also have the Go Hunt Maps, the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Uh, Right now, go to GoHunt.com, click Sign Up for the Insider. Uh, Use the J. Scott promo code. You're going to get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card just for signing up. Go Hunt's been with me since the beginning of 2015. When I started this podcast, they've been a very loyal title sponsor of this podcast. I want to thank them for their support. Make sure to go and sign up for the Go Hunt Insider. Use the J. Scott promo code. Guys, I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's K-U-I-U.com. Kuyu Ultralight Hunting is a direct-to-consumer uh, brand that sells the best ultralight hunting equipment and gear on the market today. Uh, you can go to KUIU.com, KUIU.com, and order directly there on their website. I also want to thank Phonescope.com, Cheston, the guys over at Phonescope. Go to Phonescope.com. Anything you order there, use the JScott23 promo code and you're going to get a 10% discount there at Phonescope. I also want to thank Lathrop & Sons. They're a custom boot system and custom footbed manufacturer. Uh, These guys are the boot doctors, the boot gurus. Um, They're very, very helpful. They know a lot about boots. Uh, I have switched this season to the Lathrop & Sons Encompass boot. Uh, That's what I've worn primarily on my coos deer and mule deer hunts in Mexico. And then I use the Mountain Hunter uh, for my sheep hunts, uh, specifically desert sheep. Uh, in any of that uh, more technical terrain, uh, Lathrop & Sons has a phenomenal 3D mapping imprints and, and tracing kit. Uh, they make custom orthotics, uh, just really, really comfortable, uh, very user-friendly boots and custom insoles. Uh, go to lathropandsons.com. To find out more information, you can also check out Lathrop & Sons on Instagram. They have three custom boot options, the Mountain Hunter, the Mountain Hunter Elite, and the Mountain Hunter Encompass, as well as the High Country Synergy Footbeds Custom. Uh, They also make all of these custom footbeds in wide and super wide, as well as the boots, which is rare for a boot manufacturer. Reach out to the owners, Stephen and James at Lathrop & Sons at 618-544-544. 8782. That's com. Guys, I want to thank you for supporting this podcast. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, any questions you might have, you can reach out at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. That's my email address. You can follow along on Instagram at jscottoutdoors. Always feel free to send me a direct message. Love hearing from you guys. And let's get right to these episodes. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got the guys from High Point Outfitters, Kevin Call and John Adams. Guys, how you doing? 
Doing great, Jay. Yeah, fantastic, Jay. Look at the snow outside. It can't get any better, right? Yeah, so since the last time I think we talked, um, rumor has it that Kevin's head has gotten so big because <laughs> because of a gigantic mule deer that he shot that he can hardly fit through the door frame. Facts. Yeah. Is, that, is that a fact, John? Yeah, that's a fact. It looked like uh, the good Lord shined on you pretty good on the Kayabab there, Mr. Kevin. You know, Jay, I... It's been a long time coming. Uh, I've helped, you know, help hunters, uh, help clients uh, kill 200 of these bucks, but I finally got one myself. And yeah, it's a it's a good one. So and I appreciate that. It's a good one. Yeah, it looked real blady, um, heavy. Looked like it carried its mass like throughout. I mean, it looked like the old time classic Kayabab buck that we all, you know, we've all grown up dreaming about and, and seeing every once in a while. Um, but it seemed like it was one of those dark antler, just, just big old gnarly bucks. He is, and just big, heavy framed, just big old monster front end on him, double eye guards on both sides, uh, heavy all the way out. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, He's a he's a good buck, Jay. So I'm I'm excited to, to uh, put him on the wall. I took him up to the expo last week. Uh, my nephew Brian wanted to see him and some other folks and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been fun. That's well, cool. What I'm excited about is Jay the the mule deer in Mexico, Lorenzo guy. I'm I'm glad to see you're finally seeing God's uh, <laughs> chosen deer. Seeing the know? light. Yeah, you know that yeah. was. It, it's been a long time coming for me for mule deer down in Mexico, and I've just, you know, I've leased a few ranches here and there over the last 27 years, but none that really had the potential that I was kind of been looking for. And um, long story short, yeah, we were able to get a great property and um, had pictures. I went down there, Phil Kramer, Seth Maisky, we went down there and put a bunch of cameras up and you know, down there in the desert, it's, it's like anywhere. It, it's, it's imperative to kind of know what's around and it's, it's so vast and big and thick. It's kind of hard to get inventory. And we were able to get some pictures of that buck. Um, and so we knew he was there. And, and, and the hard part was, you know, we kept thinking that that deer was, you know, 200 to 205, maybe 210, because I kept trying to tell the guys, like, listen, these deer are smaller. They're not like strip deer. They're not like kaibab deer. They're not like the big body deer in Colorado. Um, like, these are smaller deer. So we need to adjust kind of our our mindset. And, you know, as soon as, soon as we actually were getting videos of him live in person, you, you know, and then as soon as we saw him on the hoof, it was like, oh, man, he's, this deer is a really big deer and 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 so that was that was a lot of fun um for sure but yeah mexico um definitely can kick out some really good deer you know i think one of the hard things to swallow in mexico is there's just so much uh high fencing there's so much uh there's so much artificial insemination there's just stuff going on that is like so far from kind of what what my value set is and so to have a ranch that's free range and to, you know see a deer of that caliber that's just a wild pure deer um, was pretty awesome 
Um, but I do have a couple questions real fast about your buck, Kevin. Was the deer, was that on the rut hunt and, and was he rutting or, or, you know, how did it go down? Did you, you know, did you, did you catch him on does or did it happen fast or what happened? Yeah, Jay, it was, uh, kind of crazy. It was on the early rifle hunt. So okay, was, so it was uh, early yeah, season. Yeah, early season. Typically, uh, you know, the bucks uh, are by themselves, bachelored up. Uh, we found this buck uh, kind of in a, a transition zone. Uh, uh, he was bedded down. Believe it or not, uh, we were hunting another buck, uh, and uh, John... John was helping me. He had just, his his mom had killed and his client had killed. So John was with me as well. Um, with Shane. Yeah, with Shane uh, Woodruff. And we ended up picking up this buck. He was bedded down. We watched him for 30 minutes. Uh, he was in thick, thick trees. Uh, we just couldn't figure out what he was. He, and we, he was bedded down in the snow. We knew he wasn't going to get up. Uh, it was about nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, we knew he was going to be there pretty much all day, so we just kept looking, looking, looking. We looked at him for thirty minutes uh, in the BTX, and we knew he had. We knew he was heavy. We knew he was good monster fronts. We just couldn't uh, tell anything on the back end, and we finally got a little tripod on the back end, and we thought, man, we, we've got to kill this buck. And he was three hundred and thirty yards, so I whacked him and. Uh, Shane was looking through the BTX at the time when I shot, and he, he said two things I'll never forget. He said, that's a dead buck, and he's better than we thought he was. And I was <laughs> like, man, I, I'd love to hear that. So That's always a good thing to hear um, for sure. Well, congratulations, guys. We're, we're actually getting to have a podcast where um, – Things are looking pretty darn good. Um, I kind of want to get your, you know, overview before we dive into specifics. But like, it seems as though the forecast. It seems as though the moisture. Uh, everything is really pointing in a direction of of some real positivity for this upcoming season. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Jay. You know, we we've. Everything we're looking at, snowpack, I mean, all the units around Flagstaff, uh, all the units that we hunt, I mean, 180 to 200% of snowpack right now. I mean, it's just off the charts. Uh, January was good to us. Uh, I ended up, uh, uh, both John and I got over four feet of snow uh, in a two-week time frame there in January. It was uh, off the charts. It just kept coming and coming and coming. And it's still here, of course. So it's, uh, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to have a great spring, uh, good antler growth. Uh, our snowpack is uh, finally, uh, finally we've got some, uh, you know, good snowpack to talk about. So that's a good thing. Awesome. Um, so with that being said, you know, we know how important winter moisture is you know, going into now, I feel like in Arizona, we're, you know, in February, we're already starting to, you know, call it spring. Although I know you guys in Flagstaff, you know, it's still cold, cold mornings, but we're, the light is almost at the end of the tunnel of, of getting through winter. Um, we know that that's, you know, winter and early spring moisture for early green up, it's very important. How important though, do you think having 
two pretty good monsoons where going into the animals going into this winter were already had quite a bit of feed on the landscape and then you throw good good amount of moisture and snow I almost think th that combination there, it just sets sets this antler growth season up to be something really special. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, is and, there any... We're, we're even telling people, like, <clears throat> you know, if you got, like, even downgrade, you know, just get a tag this year, you know? Like, so pick a lesser unit just to have a tag because of the great year, where some of the mid-tier units you think might really shine on a year like this that's kind of what you're saying yeah i mean even look what the new deer tag just sold for in utah i mean like it yeah there's definitely high hopes this year yeah um there's definitely some units that have you know still some age class but i mean you know even a 300 bull could be a 330 bull this year just with you know a good start you know good fronts yeah, Jay, just, just like you pointed out, and we had phenomenal summer uh, monsoon. The grass was just incredible. They're in good shape. They went into winter good. We've got great winter moisture. Uh, everything is pointing towards, I mean, I, I can't imagine uh, not having phenomenal antler growth this year uh, in uh, elk and animal, or elk and deer. So we're, 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 we're going to be in good shape. Yeah, awesome. I like, mean, even during... Uh, all the hunts last year, it, you couldn't even get around because there was roads washed out or, you know what I mean? So the reservoirs are finally somewhat starting to fill back up or, you know, dirt ponds and stuff or have water in it that haven't had water in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely, it, it's been a long time since we've seen it this good. Awesome. Um, let's dive in a little bit. Uh, you guys, your kind of um, baby, if you will, is Unit 10. Um, obviously optimistic about Unit 10. Talk a little bit about uh, last year, how it went, and how that, uh, you know, fares going into this application season and what you're expecting out there for the archery. I believe the season starts on the 15th. That's also a new moon, so it'll be dark. Um, just, just curious what your thoughts are on that unit 10 archery elk hunt. Yeah. I mean, last year it, uh, it, it was, we were a start of a full moon, you know, so this year, no moon is going to be obviously different. Um, last year was actually really fun, um, hunting with, uh, with a full moon. Um, we, uh, We'd, I've never hunted like this um, opening morning, really. Just get the wind right and just start walking into the wind. And uh, all the elk were completely dead asleep. Like, we, you would just walk up on bulls that were completely passed out from exhaustion all night. And you'd be within bow range of, of bulls just walking, keeping the wind right. It was, a, it was kind of a different uh, tactic than you know we we've ever had but yeah it, i mean uh, i i've seen them where you know it's bright moon and they're rutting all night and then maybe like an hour before the sun comes up they get that period where they kind of you know they lay down and they kind of um 
they've been going all night and so you get that like hour hour and a half period before the sun before it really gets light where it does seem like the bugling kind of subsides and um, even that first hour during those full moons it, it sometimes takes them a while to kind of get going um, antler growth uh, obviously we can make predictions but um, do you see unit 10 trending upward as far as age class and size or do you think it's um, pretty much the same yeah no it's definitely uh going in the right direction Never, uh, i mean take for last year right mediocre year for uh, moisture um antler growth um and uh we killed two 400 inch bulls on the archery hunt last year um and that's 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 just due to um you know age class Something happened on your mic and it really got um, turned up or something. So maybe back, back off or, or something. Um, so, I mean, Unit 10, you know, we had those years maybe seven to ten years ago where they had upped the tags and, and it was kind of trending down. But you think overall, just just on a, on a graph, that, that it's either holding steady or, you know, maybe possibly, uh, it, you know, trending up? Yeah, I mean, Joe, in 2015, just an example, there was 200 archery tags in 2015. Here we are, we just, uh, uh, you know, 100 tags, so half the tags just seven years later. So what a huge difference uh, and very similar to, uh, you know, the early rifle hunt uh, that, you know, had crazy 100, you know, 100 early rifle tags. Uh, in fact, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, so the, so they've reduced the tags. Uh, we're we're comfortable with where they're at now. Certainly, the age class is getting better, uh, but the antler growth and the uh, opportunity in ten is uh, off the charts. You probably uh, noticed in nine they're you know reducing tags. Uh, they're finally starting to I think maybe uh, see the slide uh, that we've seen the last four or five years in nine. They're starting to reduce the tags. That should help, uh, you know, Unit 9 uh, as well. But uh, 10, they stayed steady uh, after, you know, cutting the tags in half uh, just, you know, seven years ago. So that's, it, it's all it's all pointing in, uh, you know, good direction uh, for Unit 10. Glad to see the reduction in uh, 9. Yeah. What about, uh, say, units like 7, 5B, um, 6A, any of those, uh, Unit 8? Um, you know, talk a little bit about those or anything that jumps out at you. You know, 5, 5B North, uh, we're excited. They've got an early rifle bull tag in 5B North. Actually, in 5A, they got an early bull tag. Both of those, uh, you know, ought to be, uh, you know, good hunts. Uh, we've done well in 5B uh, over the years. We can always... I always find some uh, whopper bulls in 5B North, so uh, we, you know, we're hoping to, you know, get a client or two uh, on that early rifle hunt. But Seven West uh, staying pretty strong. We're you know, Seven East. Uh, we had that big fire uh, last year that burned a lot of Seven East. Uh, they shut down uh, all the vehicle traffic into Seven East, which certainly saved a bunch of bulls. Uh, maybe, maybe. We can get lucky and uh, have you know seven east come back sometime soon. But yeah, I I think uh, you know all the units around Flagstaff uh, have good snowpack and have good 
Uh, we'll have good animal growth, uh, and we're, we're staying steady. We're staying steady uh, on age class. Uh, 10 is improving. 5B uh, is improving. 4A is another one that's improving. That's kind of unique. Uh, so we've got some units that are starting to uh, pop up a little bit. The other units are pretty much just staying steady. Okay. Um, what about as far as late elk hunts? Um, which units are kind of your favorites for the late elk? We love 23. 23 is a great late hunt. Uh, but, Jay, as you know, man, that is the wrong time of year to be hunting elk. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, for non-residents especially, that may be realistically their only chance to come in Arizona to, you know, to hunt. Uh, so, we, you know, we hunt 10, we hunt 9, 5A, 8, 5B, 7 West. We did well in 7 West on the late hunt. Uh, same last year, we did well in 7 West. Um, so, uh, again, not the right time of year to hunt. Uh, and of course, the bulls are you know all by themselves, not talking. Of course, totally different type of hunt. But hey, that may be the only chance to hunt a premium unit in Arizona uh, is that late rifle hunt. So uh, we hunt them all, uh, and you know we we just get after it and uh, do the best we can. But by far, twenty three late uh, is the best twenty you know, is the best uh, late rifle hunt. But we'll do 9, 10, 7 West, uh, 5B, 8, 6A, any of those units, uh, you know, we can kill uh, a good bulls out of Let's um, talk a little bit about antelope um, and your thoughts on Arizona antelope and maybe cover some of the units that you like. Any changes there? Any, any Anything you want to point out? Well, they, they did cut tags back in unit 10, which I was glad to see that finally. Um, so that, that is a good thing. They did increase uh, some tags um, in seven by two, um, but uh, unit 10, it's just gonna take one or two years for that unit to, to jump back. It's not gonna take a long time, and, but man, it, it, was, it was tough to find a, uh, a book antelope last year to shoot i mean it was tough so um that that's where we've been a lot um 5b is is still a great unit 5a is a great unit um we've done really well in all three of those units in nine and seven east um 6a honestly is probably one of the top units in the state now uh, it, you know it's a tough tag to get um but there's some stomping antelopes in 6A now, so. Okay. Um, and we would have thought about 6A being a top top tier unit for antelope, but it's it's definitely come a long ways. I know um, it's it's early to even be thinking about it, but I know you guys are deer nuts. Um, with everything you saw in the Kaibab this year, um, with this moisture that we have and the moisture they have on the Kaibab, you can't help but probably have your mind wandering to, you know, June when we have to apply for um, deer. How how well do you think the Kaibab is going to respond to the moisture that we've been getting? Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's off the charts. Like 
we, we usually, okay, so usually you're trying to kill like 160 bucks, right, on the early Kaibab, to be realistic. You know, like we, we usually try to tell clients like, hey, you know, like be realistic. We, we can we can show you like 160 buck. Um, we killed a few 180 bucks last year. My mom killed like a 197 buck. You know, Kevin killed a 225 buck all in the early hunts. Then we killed another 230 buck on the late hunt. I mean, it's just it, it's awesome. Um, the number of deer we could hit a slump because of the farm recruitment. If you remember back, like, what was it, four, three years ago, I think? Three years ago, the, the farm recruitment was bad. Um, so we, I hope we don't experience that. You know, I hope we don't feel it. But um, the age class could skip, uh, you know, a year coming up here in a year or two. I don't think it's going to affect us bad because we did see a lot of quality bucks that did not get taken. Um, but man, they're, they're the upcoming, uh, you know, deer class that's going to be coming up over the next few years is going to be awesome. You know, Jay, I, um, uh, just coming back from the expo. So of course went up over, over the Kaibab. Uh, they, they've got the same four foot, uh, amount of snow, uh, at Jacob Lake. Uh, in fact, the, the snow plow, uh, pile was higher than the stop sign. So it's, you know, eight eight to nine feet high so they they've got their four feet of snow up top the nice thing about the kaibab is we've got a ton of winter range you know at five thousand feet and at five thousand feet there's virtually no snow so uh, of course i'm a little worried that i've got max points in wyoming and i thought maybe this year would be the year to burn max points in wyoming but i you know i'm getting worried about uh, some winter kill in wyoming idaho that's the nice thing about Arizona. Our temperatures just don't get that grueling. Uh, so even though we have snow, there's plenty of uh, wind range. Uh, the temperatures are mild compared to up north. So we very rarely, as you know, get winter kill. So I, I can't imagine that uh, we're not going to have another good year. Uh, they they reacted, uh, they be, the, the game fish reacted quickly to the drought, uh, they you know, cut tags. You know, on the late hunt, we were at 135 uh, just six years, seven years ago. 135 on the late hunt, we're down to 50. So, you know, they cut them, uh, you know, by 75%. The early hunt, they cut in half. Same with the archery hunt, they cut back in half. So they reacted well and uh, saved, uh, you know, saved a bunch of bucks. And we certainly see the age class Strong right now on the Kaibab. Uh, we're excited to get back on the Kaibab and uh, and uh, see what's there. Uh, we're uh, just about ready to go up and do some horn hunting. So it's a it's a fun place, uh, and they've got great moisture. I, age class is good. Uh, the Kaibab is uh, is going to be real well, real good. Fantastic. Well, guys, uh, thanks for coming on and sharing with us. I want to give you a chance to let the listeners know how to reach out to you guys. I know we still have about a week or so before this application deadline. So um, why don't you do that? And uh, just appreciate you guys coming on. Well, Jay, we appreciate you having us uh, uh, every year. We enjoy uh, talking to you and uh, kind of getting an update of how your season was as well. 
Um, the best way to catch us, uh, especially when we got, like you said, we got one more week. Uh, by the 14th is the deadline. The best way is to send an email to us at shoot. So it's S-H-O-O-T, shoot at highpointoutfitters.net. Uh, that's the best way. Uh, we get a lot of phone calls, and, and we miss, and we play phone tag. The best way to shoot an email, I'll shoot you uh, some recommendations, uh, depending on how many points you have. Uh, you know, if you want to do archery or rifle, uh, et cetera, uh, give them as much information as you can, and uh, we'll uh, send you our recommendations. Uh, the best way, uh, John uh, does the best Instagram, his uh, AZ underscore Hunter. Uh, and then mine is HPO underscore Kevin underscore call. Uh, but our website, highpointoutfitters.net, is the best place to uh, see what we're doing and get pictures and uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we would love to help uh, anybody uh, get a tag, uh, whether they use us or not. We get uh, people drawn all the time and just love to see uh, people getting Arizona uh, elk and antelope tags and deer tags. Awesome, man. Well, sounds good. Well, you guys take care, and uh, we'll be chatting at you uh, closer to deer season, okay? Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye.